Welcome to episode 106. I'm Sabrina Lynn and this is Rewilding. This is a tough topic. It's a tough conversation. Um, <laughs> the dark goddess, the archetype, the energy, the essence, the places that she takes us to are oftentimes for me really hard to find words around. Um, <laughs> and the words are so important and the conversations are so important. And this was my tiny little attempt <laughs> to share an infinitely powerful archetypal energy with you. Um, a tiny little attempt to like dip a toe in the water of the energy that's considered the queen of the underworld, uh, Persephone, the consort to Hades or Pluto, the, the energy held in her archetype, in her goddess, her Shakti, whatever word we're wanting to use, is, it's a, it's a vast one and has so many different components to it. And it's kind of feeling back into this, because I, I record this part of the podcast after the live takes place. So the, these are all recorded live on our YouTube channel in video format. Um, if you ever want to join us on a Saturday, that's when they happen. But feeling back into it and, and going, wow, this has a really deep sexual flair to it. And that's a, that's a, big part of what Persephone gifts us with is sexual healing, sexual awakening, the opening up to um, deeper, more intimate ways of expressing our sexual energy, whether that be with a person or without another person or with persons. It's, it's our essence, our energy, and our relationship to that aspect of self and really she takes us to deep dark hidden places around not just our sexuality but relationship and our not just relationship to other but our relationship to our shadow side our relationship to our unconscious our relationship to self our relationship to our bodies our relationship to so many other things beyond just sexuality. And I know this episode um, goes a lot into sexuality and sacred sexuality and the tantric relationship between Persephone and Hades and the possibilities of, of, of what we can do as humans and where we can go to in relationship and in sexual expression. And to me, one of the key or one of the doorways or one of the, the important pieces to, to really moving into new way of being into relationship, deeper, fuller, bigger way of being into relationship is to bring the dark in. And I talk about dark in this episode. We kind of kick off with that. It's not dark, bad, dark, evil. It's, it's dark hidden. It's, it's dark to, to bring that in and the gift that that is when we bring that in, the juice that comes, the power that comes, authentic power, not overpower one another. We talk about that. There's a lot to do with power when it comes to Persephone and our relationship to power, power in 
ourselves, power in the world, power held in different things like money or um, you insert a word (laughs) in there, but it's hard to feel back into this episode and go, oh my God, there's just so much more. There's so much more. And then also to just feel into that this is what we got to go into in 45 minutes of a podcast conversation on a public live on a YouTube, right? And, and really trying to bring in what is real sacred work that is reserved for temple space. It's reserved for sacred space. It's reserved for temple space and to be kind of pushing into how do we bring this out beyond that? How do we bring this out to the public? And it's a tricky one and a weird one, Um, but just doing the best we can over here with, with the platforms and the current state of the world and and kind of what we got. So um, with that, I will leave you um, to dive into this episode. And as always, just invite you to be super curious. This is stuff that goes so far beyond left brain logical mind. So if there's something you can do to drop into that space before listening, I would do it. I would do it, you know, just suck the life out of these episodes, suck the life out of this, get every last drop that you can. And in order to do that, we've got to open up our heart wisdom centers, our womb wisdom centers, our lower wisdom center, middle wisdom center, upper wisdom center. We've got to be curious. We've got to be able to be radically honest. Otherwise we'll miss it. We'll, we'll, we'll miss it. So just inviting you to get into that space um, before listening. All right, enough for me. Enjoy this episode. I started this off talking about a feminine archetypal energy that is considered to be a dark goddess, not dark bad or dark evil, but dark as in hidden. Dark as in not always the most accepted, not always the most light, um, like light as in light and fluffy. Light and f- there's not, it's not that there's not light in this particular feminine archetype. There's a ton of light. There's a ton of love. There's a ton of purity. There's a ton of divinity. They all have all of that. But it's, it's not like light and fluffy or the collective consciousness or our psyches haven't necessarily embraced this aspect of the feminine. So we all talk oftentimes about reclaiming the feminine or reclaiming parts of self or awakening parts of self. This, this is one of those parts of self that is oftentimes not awake in us or has not been reclaimed or has not been remembered. So if you kind of feel into some of those words, this is one of them, one of those archetypal energies. She's also a tantrika. So when I wrote a little bit about her, I explained her as a tantrika. Now, in the context that I'm using it in, there's many, many different ways of talking about tantrikas, but in the context I'm using this in, and we're going to use it for today and our, our exploration here today is tantrika as in sacred sexuality. So it's an archetype that is very, very linked to 
feminine sexuality is very linked. I also called her creatrix. So a creatrix. And if you can feel into sexual energy being so incredibly linked to our creative energy, right? Sexual energy and creative energy are so incredibly interwoven. So she's a dark goddess. We've explained dark, not evil, but dark goddess. She's a tantrika, a creatrix. Sacred sexuality is a big part of her and it's dark sexuality. So you think dark sexuality, not bad or evil or wrong, but dark sexuality as in erotic, like wild woman sexuality, like liberated sexuality. And some of the dar darker expressions of sexuality, like some of the, the things that we, it's not like vanilla, right? It's not like a vanilla sexual expression. It's like the, the raw, the wild, the deep, the, all of that. That's, she's a keeper of that. Um, she's also an initiator. So I, I love her capacity of, it's this initiating the feminine out of a, an adolescent expression of love, of relationship, of sexuality into woman, right? Out of adolescent feminine love, feminine relating, out of adolescent feminine expression into woman, right? So I know some of you are starting to get who I'm talking about. Um, and if you know it, you can go ahead and say it. This one might really give it away. She's also, <laughs> oftentimes the archetype we <laughs> that's it joe you got it lady p i'll explain who lady p is that's not her name uh, but um she's also the archetypal energy associated with queen right like queen you see these things around like your crown has been bought and paid for pick it up and put it on right like queen coming out of princess coming out of, of princess and into queen like owning your space owning who you are in this life owning owning your voice owning your expression there you go hillary <laughs> uh, i think that was the first time i actually saw the fullness of her name and i love you women for playing along it was so beautiful um, and men you guys too for playing along too um, so hillary just filled the beads yes joe the beautiful Persephone. Um, for those of you who don't know Persephone, that's beautiful and that's great. I think it's almost sometimes a gift for us to experientially explore archetypes before we have a mental construct of them. Yeah, sometimes I think it's so beautiful when like men or women come on a retreat and they just go in totally curious about a particular energy and there isn't some shaded view of who or what this is or what it should be, right? And so for those of you who know Persephone and know the myth or the energy of her, or the gifts of her, or her Shakti and you know how, it ex how that energy expresses itself in the world and kind of what it helps us to heal and what it awakens in us and uh, all of the, like, I don't even have a better word for gifts, just the potent gifts, the power. There's also a particular power, not, um, 
we need to talk about power. If we're talking about Persephone, we have to talk about power, um, but not a distorted power. So I think we also a lot of times hear the word power and we automatically think distorted power, but this is like authentic, like authentic power, deep power, like empowered um, versus power over another. Although that's huge in this myth. It's fucking huge. And it's part of the gift of where we get taken to with the energetics of her, of really embodying her, of opening that energy in ourselves. So this, this whole conversation is about just a tiny introduction. That's all this is. That's all, that's all we could ever possibly do in 40 minutes is like a tiny touch, like a toe tap into the deep, enormous waters that are Persephone or that are each of the archetypes that we ever go into. So it's just like a tiny beep <laughs> into, you know, and then we can feel into where are we called next? How are we, are we called to this aspect um, of self? And, and sometimes we don't even know that we're called into it because we, I remember back in the day, I was studying all kinds of things. I was studying shamanic um, practices. I was studying energetic healing. I was meditation teacher training. I was doing all, all kinds of things. And I remember someone saying, oh, Sabrina, you're going to want to work with the goddess, the goddesses. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, the goddesses. That just sounds so like unicorn farts and fluffy rainbows and who would ever want to work with the goddesses? Like, come on. I'm, I'm in the guts of shamanic practices. And you want me to like, like the goddesses? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. And I laugh. I think it's so funny, but I can still relate um, to you know, if that's maybe a thing where you're at, like archetypes, why archetypes? Or Persephone, who the hell's that? Or goddesses? Blah. So I want to talk about a little bit more around why or how you know you're being called to work with Persephone. When you know you're being called to work with Persephone. And so here's, let me explain some of these. And this is the, one of those parts to just feel, like to really feel and to let deeper wisdom talk or to just let it resonate however it wants to resonate in your system. Oftentimes, <clears throat> um, let me feel into how I can get us in here. Oof. Um, okay. I want to go off of that initiate initiation word initiation. Um, so it's a, like initiation into deeper truth. Maybe it's not even initiation. It's like living from a deeper place in our beings. Let's start there. Like there's a call, like living from a deeper place in my being owning the fullness of my sexuality in a different way, like really owning my sexuality, finding my voice as a feminine, not stepping into my masculine and speaking from a masculine directive place, but staying fully in woman and speaking. Fully in woman, fully feeling, fully emotional, fully intuitive, and speaking from that place, right? That's a Persephone. 
thing, sexual healing, um, things around um, past sexual experiences that were less than, like less than beautiful experiences, and that's a whole plethora of them. And it doesn't even have to be physical sexual. It can be energetic sexual, like you had an uncle who was, you know, just sexually slippery, never touched you, never did anything, but like sexually slippery. And, and part of Persephone's gift, and when you work with her deeply, when you work with the Shakti of Persephone, so I'm talking about experientially, energetically working with the Shakti of Persephone. I'm not talking about reading a book on Persephone, right? And logically left brain, reading all the details and the facts, which there are no facts, it's a myth, right? And all the things about her, but it's you energetically embody her Shakti and you allow her Shakti to gift you and to move and heals your body right? you know like there's no place that shakti doesn't go there's no place that her energetics don't go it will go into the tissues of your body it will go into emotional centers of your body like, there's no place energy goes everywhere it's energy it's shakti it's already in everything but when you kind of turn the radio dial you turn the radio down you have this intention of working with this shakti in a way that is for your highest good, which is how you should always work with any energy, but holding that intention and, you know, like allowing this Shakti to work through you, this energy to work through you and move you in a way that is in your highest good, she will heal old sexual wounds. She will release old nervous system neurologically ingrained sexual patterns so like habitual sexual patterns this is something she's really really good at so here's a wild one to talk about with my dad here <laughs> but yeah, it's my dad love him we're good when we like an orgasm let's talk about orgasm because it's an easy one but this is like the whole of our sexuality or just even body responses to certain things. But orgasm's an easy one. I don't know why, but it is for me anyways. I know a lot of women, I know a lot of men who their nervous system is so trained to only have an orgasm in a certain position at a certain pace with a certain rhythm. Like for example, a woman um, having a clitoral orgasm, right, has to be in a certain motion. I'm even doing the motion. Who cares? We're going for it, right? We can do this. In a certain motion, at a certain pace, with a certain pressure, legs have to be in the right position, and whatever thought has to be happening. Can you feel that? Can you feel the, 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 the rut that the nervous system has created? The rut that the nervous system has created. It's lost its fluidity. It's lost its flexibility. It's lost its pliability. It's been like trained. There's just a rut. And what happens when you start working, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how deeply ingrained that rut is, right? I didn't come to this until I was in my thirties. I had some pretty deeply ingrained ruts. And I can speak about this from a place of experience. This isn't just me talking about it because I've seen it in others or I think that this is how this works. This, this not only has been what's been true for me, but I've seen this in hundreds of women all over the world. And when we start to work with the 
Persephone, Shakti, or others. There's others who will also work in this territory, but Persephone is a really good one because she, she has that capacity. Being a dark goddess, she has the capacity to get into some of the most unconscious territory, some of the deepest ruts, some of the oldest ruts, some of the, the most hidden, the most hidden or the ones where we hold the most trauma around them. And, and when we hold the most trauma around them, there's oftentimes lots of protective layers over that. And so part of dark goddess gift is to go through those protective layers. That's why it's, it's not easy work. It's shadow. They call it shadow work. It's not easy work because you've got to work through all of those protective layers to, to get into that rut, um, or that old dense energy or whatever, however we want to talk about it. And then to, to loosen it, to free it. And then what happens is Deep, the, the deepest, the deepest patterns get touched by her love, by her, by her energy, by her gifts, by her Shakti, which is just divine life energy, right? And holding it in the highest intention becomes this healing. It become, it's, it's a healing, it's an awakening, it's an enlivening, it's an enriching. And so we move out of those ruts, ruts we don't even know we're in, ruts we don't even know we're in. You know, we might think, wow, I have this fairly healthy sex life or sexual expression or love life or relationship life or um, Persephone isn't just all about that. I'm just, this is just kind of the theme I think that we're in. Um, and then it just expands and, and we move into a more fluid expression. We move into a more full expression. I don't have to, to feel pleasure so she's very much a pleasure goddess. Like we, I, I know there's a huge movement around pleasure and um, finding pleasure in the body and how do we open the pleasure centers of the body? How do we make, like, that's pleasurable to me. In my 20s, I would have just been like, oh, whatever, Ugh. right? But to be able to have an orgasm from someone doing that. Um, and, and so we, we, we open up all of that. All right. Let's just take a quick pause <laughs> because there's a couple other points that I want to hit. So we're going to touch in on just a few little places of where Persephone gifts us and what working with her and her Shakti and her energy will do for us or shift for us or awaken in us or change in us. And so just if there's any comments that anyone wants to share, this is kind of that moment of like just regurgitating or just going like, Whew before I shift gears, because we're going to go into some of the mm, darker aspects. I don't even want to say darker aspects. Uh, who knows what they are? I'm not even going to put a name, put a name to it, but just a quick moment to kind of pause and let all of that sink in. Any notes that you want to write down for, okay, let me reflect on this later, or uh, want to talk to partner about this, or next time I touch myself, I should try doing something different or calling in Persephone or whatever it is. Okay. So let's move into this other aspect of Persephone and whew, my voice starts shaking around this one. Um, I got lit up on Instagram for this one. So we posted a Persephone just a quote on, on Persephone. It was Hades and Persephone, so that's where we're going. 
So Persephone's consort, Persephone's partner, Persephone's husband, Persephone's, if she's queen, he's king. And if she's queen of the underworld, he's king of the underworld. And um, the quote was something about like Hades, her husband saying to her, like, aren't you afraid of my dark? And she goes, are you kidding? you haven't even seen mine yet, right? Like it's just it's fun and it takes you to different places in yourself and it's uh, beautiful doorways to reflect on things and what arises for you. It's why we do all of those posts as um, just thought provoking things, emotion provoking things, like where does it take you to, you know, your response to it shows you something. Uh, it's the, I, I don't need to see you. Anyways, um, and something that, came through and a couple of the comments came through around that that post was um, oh, I will not get it right I wish I would be able to get it right um, it's still there like we don't really delete comments unless they're just overtly attacking and yuck um, but it was something around your your you're leaving out that Persephone was raped you're leaving out that Hades abducted her from her mother and dragged her into the underworld and raped her repeatedly. You're leaving that out. Fair enough. Fuck yeah. Like, fuck yeah. And that is how some of the myths, so the myths are always different. In some of the Hades Persephone myths, it is that she was abducted and raped. In some of the myths, it is that she's abducted into the underworld and there is no rape. She falls in love with him. So for, for us in modern day, it's Beauty and the Beast. It's, it's, it's the same myth. They're all the same myth. It's Beauty and the Beast. She's taken against her will. She's taken against her will. So. But reflect on what, what gets brought up for you. That's the kind of the point of archetypes. Part of the point of archetypes is it allows you to get impersonal so you can see things about yourself that you would never see. You can see where, where you, like there's fire there, there's emotion there, there's pain there, there's, there's rage there, good. That like our triggers are such a gift. Our triggers are beautiful and they're glorious. When you get fired up like that or when something pokes you and you're just like, <gasps> like that's a gift because you get to see something in yourself, right? It's, you like, that's, that's telling you something. It's beautiful. So the part that I want to talk about, and again, Let's also just keep in mind that we have 40 minutes together and we are, and this is an iceberg, like an iceberg. I could do a four week retreat on Persephone and Hades. Like four weeks, you could stay here at the retreat center and we could go into explorations around sacred sexuality, around dark masculine, toxic masculine, dark feminine, toxic feminine, right? We could go into initiatory. We could go into mother wound through Persephone. We could go into a billion other things with death, right? Love of death or how much we hate death or how much we only lean towards birth and we don't like death, which is our 
whole damn society, right? Like birth, yay, death, <laughs> let's avoid it, ignore it, stuff it away. And part of what Persephone gifts us with is like, the death is just as beautiful as the birth. Like death is just a natural part of life. And death, birth, cycle, it's, and like we, we find this just reverence for it instead of denial or repression or ignoring of it. So keeping in mind that we are here for 40 minutes together and on a public conversation, which has a very different energy than being able to dive into it for four weeks at a retreat here in Colorado, right? So this is very different. But what I want to kind of open the door to and just invite all of us to feel into is our relationship to power. So Hades is Pluto, represents many things, but one of them is power. Our, our relationship to power. Now that can mean a billion things, but when we start to go really, 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 really specifically into it, and we start to feel into, how do I go into this one? <laughs> Wee! Um, that movie, what was that movie? The series of books that gray, 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 50 shades of gray, 50 shades of gray, 50 shades of gray touches on the energetics held in the Persephone myth, right? And it went crazy because, and I, I am also just, I'm not sharing this out of a theory. This is, I can share this out of what I observe in holding many, many women's spaces and going into these deep places and going into what is it that feminine, feminine craves. Feminine, feminine craves to be in an open, receptive, surrendered space. It's hard to get to that place. It's very, very hard to get to that place. And you may not have a lot of feminine in you, even if you're in a woman body, I don't care what body you're in, man, woman body. Some of us crave more to dominate or to claim than we do to submit or surrender. Now this is tough territory. This is why I'm slowly walking into it and why I keep reminding us that we are just barely touching into something that could be an entire lifetime of work to access this place. Um, and you know, words are gonna be really tricky. So I just saw surrender, not submit. Words are gonna be tricky because this is very triggery territory. It's very hard territory. This is the underworld. This is the underground. This is why Persephone is a dark goddess. This is what we talk about when we talk about the dark, the hidden, the unconscious. It's the shit that we don't want to admit to, right? It's, this, it's the stuff that not even necessarily we, do, we don't want to admit to. We don't know how to get to it. We don't know how to get to our deepest cravings. So on surface level, we feel like we are attracted to the bad boy. 
All right. Like there's this like attracted to the bad boy, um, kind of a thing, or this is Persephone. I'm just giving you Persephone energy, Persephone energy. There's a, but you deny it. Like here's a, it's like, there's an attraction to the bad boy, but, the, but there's a denial, like attraction to, to the masculine that just does whatever it wants to do. Like there does not follow the rules, um, is, is really powerful. So here's another thing that the feminine has to just kind of own is to whatever degree you can. I know we don't like it. I know we don't like it, but, but we are like a, the feminine is like a moth to a flame when it comes to, to pop. Now the whole screen just shut off. How is that happening? This is the weirdest live ever. First we get booted off with like weird repetitive and now I've just gotten kicked off of the screen. All right, so <laughs> I almost just want to wrap it up and say, all right, we're doing a Persephone retreat. Enough of this like dancing around the surface. You'll know if you're called to go there or you're not called to go there. Let's just do a full on Persephone retreat, um, which I'm totally feeling. I think just like we did a Kali online retreat, which I think it's like six modules. We did it over three days. I'm feeling a Persephone online retreat coming. I need to sit with that for a little bit longer. Not totally sure. Um, I, I have to get the, the super clear yes um, for it, but really strongly feeling that. So I think we'll do it online, Erica. I love that. I would love to do it person. It just doesn't feel right for us yet. So I think Persephone would be a Persephone online retreat around all of these things. But there is not a lack of power in this aspect of the feminine. This is where I think we've got it so wrong. It's not a lack of power. Being in that state of, of sur surrender, it's not a lack of power. It's actually extraordinarily powerful. It's so powerful that it moves him. It's so powerful, that state when embodied and being expressed, it's so powerful that it not only guides him or directs him who seemingly is in control or seemingly is the directional force. It's, it's actually, the direction is coming from, from the amount of, of power and the amount of expression in that from the feminine. You can also feel it sometimes. I'm kind of giving surface level things because most people have not gone to these places. So another surface level thing is when they are all about your pleasure. That's a, that's a, that's a beautiful, easy way of feeling into Hades, Persephone. They are all about your pleasure. And, or you are all about their pleasure. Maybe you're in that masculine energy and that's, that's what you're craving. You derive your pleasure from their pleasure, right? That's, that's like the true essence of this tantric relationship between these two. It's not a dominate, control, overpower, disempower one to be empowered. It's actually an authentic empowerment of both. So both become so extraordinarily empowered. And that's where we get it wrong. That's where you see all of the like lower level um, expressions like BDSM, most of that stuff is, is this lower level or domination submission is this lower level expression of it. 
there's a there's a there's a gloriously divine expression of this and it's where both are being so fucking empowered that you can't even stand it like you can't even stand how empowered you are as either as either right either as the the energy i'm just going to call it energy that is the pleasure expressing energy or the 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 creator of the environment to allow the energy to express pleasure, right? That's all it is. It's Shiva and Shakti. And, and it's just a form of Shiva and Shakti. It's a form of divine masculine, divine feminine. And that form, that Shakti just happens to be expressing full pleasure, full sexual energy, um, full bliss, full eroticism, full like through every cell of her being. And Shiva, the, the masculine essence, the divine masculine essence, his whole, he derives the pleasure from the witnessing of that and the creating of that, the helping to create that. It's a co-creation, of course, but the moving, the atmosphere, the lights, the close the I, I don't even know what it would be because the expression can be legitimately anything right it could it doesn't matter how what the physical form is it's the energetics behind it but it's the creation of everything like if I touch if I move her hair here right ah oh, that moves this through the body if I blow in her ear I'm just giving you little one because it can be that little that creates life force to flow through in a totally different way. And the amount um, of, I don't even know, I don't even have words for this at this point. You, you literally move beyond your, your thinking, beyond your um, humanness. You, you become just the embodiment of life itself. You just become the full embodiment. And it's like the ravishy and the ravisher, right? The ravishy, like who, who, who is being ravished and who is doing the ravishing. The one being ravished is the one who's just letting that much bliss, joy, love, light flow through. And that's the, the point of the ravisher, right? Is to induce that. Induce is such a shitty word, is to invoke, I don't know what word, awaken, um, illumine that, whatever word you want, right? I said this is tricky territory. I use the wrong word and everybody switches off, right? I say it with the wrong tone, everyone switches off. Um, and so we just gotta know that. We just have to know that. Um, <clears throat> Chrissy, I love that. And an opportunity for massive sexual healing. Um, these are two tiny, like little aspects of Ron Persephone. She is so complex. She is so beautiful. She is so amazing. She's also fierce. She's also fierce. She's ferocious. Ferocious. She will take you from some of your like teenage girl ways of being in relationship to and move you into mature woman way of being in relationship. So she really moves, moves us from the expression of princess to queen. Princess to queen. Like, put your crown on. Own womanhood. 
that's a big part of Persephone. Men who work with Persephone, uh, there's a push, so or a masculine. So if I'm in my masculine and I'm working with Persephone energy, I mean, there's so many different ways of doing this. You could do it tantrically with another body to body. One person is embodying. I wanted, I always wanted to write this book called fucking through the archetypes, <laughs> right? Fucking through the archetypes. And you really, you embody Persephone, your partner embodies Hades. You then flip you, and you don't have to do the flip. You don't have to do any of it, but you then embody Hades. Your partner embodies Persephone. I think this should be the course I should run. I think this should be like the year long. This will be the next mystery school. So this will be the next mystery school. We are just going to do this. <laughs> Could you imagine? I need to move to a different country for some shit like that. That's really pushing the boundaries. That's, that's a little bit much. So anyways, maybe I'll just write the book. We'll just, we'll just start with the book. Um, not the experiential exploration in workshop space of it. Maybe this could be an at-home course with your partner. All of these wild, beautiful ideas. Um, so there's many, many ways of doing that. You don't have to have a partner to do it, right? You definitely do not have to have a partner to do it. You could embody Persephone. You could invoke just the energy of Hades. You could embody Hades, invoke the energy of Persephone. And so what I want to share is flipping it. So again, it doesn't ma matter man, woman, how, how we want to do this, but let's say I'm a man and I'm more identified with masculine essence. Like I'm more drawn to being Hades than I am to being Persephone and I could be in a woman body and have that, or I could be in a man body, but I'm more drawn to being Hades. What a Persephone will do for you, a Persephone who shows up in your life or Persephone energy shows up in your life. And what it will do for you is it will force you to reclaim your dark masculine. It will force you to purify your dark masculine. It will force you, like if she is at a high level of Persephone expression, right? We talked about the dormant, distorted divine. If she's at one of those like higher levels of her ability to express a clean Persephone, a love-filled, light-filled Persephone, not distorted Persephone, a level two Persephone, of, you know, none of that. She's, she's done her work. A Persephone woman or man, a Persephone high-level energy will invoke your pure king, but king of the underworld, right? Will invoke a divinized king of the underworld, a divinized Haiti. That's the devil, right? Like, can you just imagine like a divinized devil? You can also feel devil as fallen angel energy. You can feel devil as just king of the underworld, right? But a divinized, divinized. So totally aligned with the highest good of everything, but totally free, right? Totally aligned with the highest good of everything, but totally free. So part of the gift of the dark is totally free of social norms, totally free of what the government says is right or wrong or what the family system said was right or wrong or what, what taboo, what people claim is taboo, like totally free, totally free. So you can serve, you can serve the highest good from a place of complete freedom. You can push boundaries that you thought you couldn't push, right? 
because you have reclaimed that underworld capacity, you have reclaimed king of the underworld. The other thing is that when a man is in his Hades, in his Pluto, in his dark masculine, the gift that that is to the feminine is beyond something that many of us have ever or will ever experience. The gift of the dark masculine is so insanely potent and glorious and healing and gifting and enlivening and awakening because he doesn't put up with your little bullshit. He doesn't put up with it. He doesn't, he will constantly push you into queen. He will constantly push you into queen. He will constantly like initiate you into queen. There's more to you. There's more to you. And that's what Hades was saying in that myth. That's what Hades was doing. There's more to you. Life is not just about spring and summer, Persephone, which is what she was taught until he initiated her into the underworld mysteries. There's more to you. There's way more to you. Let me, let me create the space and the container and the safe and the, and the love so that you can find all of you, so that you can go to those places that your mom said didn't exist, right? Her mom was Demeter. She kept her little daughter nice and sweet and safe. We're not gonna talk about sex. We're not gonna talk about the underworld mysteries. We're gonna keep you in spring and summer all of the time. There is no such thing as winter or fall. There is no such thing as winter or fall. And then Hades comes in and goes, let me show you, you. That's part of the gift of the dark masculine. It's so glorious. It is so glorious. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because it will push. It will push. There's more to you. There's more to you. There's more to you. There's, what are you hiding from yourself? What are you hiding from yourself? What are you hiding from me? What don't you want me to see? What don't you want me to see? You know people like this. They can be in man, woman form. It doesn't matter. But you know people like this. You know people like this. So think about that. Or maybe you express that, right? You, maybe you express that. It's such a gift. It is such a gift. And so you can see how the two of them gift each other. The two of them completely gift each other, right? Um, he gives her, she gives him, he gives her, she gives him. Because she pushes him, like I was saying. She pushes him to, to man up. He pushes her to woman up, right? It's about king and queen. And they both push each other and they, they force each other also to own their shadows. So they force each other to own their shadows. Like you, you, this is an intense amount of shadow work that happens in this territory, an intense amount of shadow work that happens in this territory. But you know, it's, it's so incredibly worth it. That's where power lies. That's where our juice lies, our truth lies there. That's where like half of our soul is like trapped um, in, in, in some of that stuff. So, all right. Um, beautiful to be with you all. Uh, what a glorious, fabulous, uh, dance that this has been. It's our birthday. So before I forget, it's our birthday. We're celebrating five years uh, this month. It's our birthday. There's 55% uh, off any of the workshops, any of the Six Faces workshops. So there's a Dark Goddess workshop. If you want to work with Persephone, you could hold the intention to work with Persephone and go through the Dark Goddess workshop. It's 21 bucks because of that special offer. So I think Malia can leave a link here on the live. You'll also find links in other places or our website. It's on the homepage of our website, rewildingforwomen.com. Ends on the 31st of October. So if you're watching this, um, thank you so much, um, Therese, for the happy birthday wish. Um, but it ends on the 31st. So if you're watching this after, we won't be doing that. But if you're watching this after, there might be a Persephone retreat by then. So an online Persephone retreat. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but I'm feeling it. I'm kind of like the Kali and she's 
this energy's just been with me for a while now, like since, I don't know, mystery school was still going on when she kind of came in. So we'll just see, see what wants to come forth and out and into the world. But um, we can keep you most posted on that um, as a subscriber. So rewildingforwomen.com or sabrinalyn.com, wherever you feel like going. And we'll be live on Saturday next week. So every Saturday this month, I don't know what we're doing next month, but um, this has been really fun. Loved it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks Ingrid. Ingrid, the live is dated 31 October because we had to hop onto a different stream at the start. <laughs> yeah, so we will totally correct all of that. Um, this was the only other stream that we had um, live. Thanks dad for the happy, happy um, birthday wishes on rewilding. All right, um, I will see you where I see you, when I see you, and how I see you, and just wanna end with so much gratitude for y'all being here and making all this happen. And I love it, and I'm grateful. <laughs>